0: That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope and Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Management Minute Home Team Podcast, the daily podcast for those outcasts working at home during this global pandemic. This podcast is a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. Our goal is to make working at home work for you. My name is Scott Hammond. I'm a professor of management in the MBA program, a consultant, and an author. Today, I want to talk about three questions. The first one is, what do you see when it's completely dark? The second one is, what do you hear when it is completely silent? And the third one is, what do you feel like when you are completely alone? I hope you find these questions to be rather relevant during these difficult times. So the first one is, what do you see when it's completely dark? I remember as a young boy going up to the High Higuanas in Utah on a camping trip. As we hiked into the mountains, it got dark, and it was a little bit overcast. And we set up our tents thinking that it was going to rain, and sure enough, it did. About 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning, I got out of the tent to relieve myself. And as I looked up at the sky, I could not believe what I could see. I could not believe the beauty of the Milky Way. I could not believe that I could see satellites floating by that I could see the International Space Station, that I could see planets. I couldn't believe it because I was used to living in the city. I was used to having all of those things washed out by the light pollution. Many of you have been to Natural Bridges in Utah, which is a place, one of the darkest places in the United States, and a place where they preserve the darkness so that people can come from all over the world to experience what I experienced as a youth, to be able to see the stars, to be able to see with the naked eye the limits of the galaxy and beyond. It's an amazing sight. It's something that our ancestors, of course, used to see all the time, but with light pollution these days, it's harder and harder to see those kind of visual treasures. Some people who don't see it all have a phenomenon, it's very rare, but it's called blind sight. Blind sight. The best way to describe this without getting excessively neurological in our terms is it's a little bit like having your eyes plugged into the wrong input most of us have our eyes plugged in in such a way that we can drive a car that we can react in real time that we can react in ways that we see things but imagine that the eyes were still working but they were plugged into the wrong part of the brain either the deep past or the very very immediate present so a person with blindsight it was actually discovered as a phenomena when a blind they found that this young boy who had been blind blinded at birth and uh Yet when you threw a ball at his face, he was able to reach up and grab it. It wasn't that he could feel or sense with his face that it was about ready to be hit. He could see it with his eyes and the input to his immediate sight was damaged, the neurological input. But the, but his reactions were still there and he could um, react to it intuitively. More commonly also is that it goes into the deep part of your brain, the deep part of your memory. So some people with blind sight can describe perfectly what their mother looks like, for example, the face of their mother, uh, because their eyes are seeing and sending those as memories to the deep part of their memory brain, even though they don't have an immediate recollection of every anything. Blind sight, it's called, what do you see when it's completely dark? Well, you see so much. You see so much. What do you hear when it's completely silent? When I was doing my Lessons of the Lost interviews, I interviewed people who had been lost in the woods, waiting for help, sometimes for days. One woman told me I heard my son, my mother, my grandmother long dead. And they told me I would be fine, so I believed it. And they told me that I would get through this, and I believed that too. Another 8-year-old told me that he heard his mother crying. He thought that she was nearby, but he heard her crying. And then I heard something moving in the bushes. But he said the big gift came when he realized that whatever it was moving in the bushes was afraid of him. Another one told me, I heard blood rushing through me. I heard my heart beating, my breathing. And it triggered some immense gratitude for what I took for granted. I love that one. What do you hear in complete silence? Silence is very, very healing, according to Florence Nightingale. Remember the famous nurse, the person who kind of discovered nursing and turned it into a profession? Florence Nightingale said that it's part of care. It's an essential medication for patients. And recently we found that silence reduces stress. It reduces hypertension. It reduces cholesterol production. In 2013, a regenerative biologist named Imke Christ was examining the effects of sound on the brain on adult mice. Okay, it's mice. And she found the following benefits of silence. She took four groups of mice and put them with auditory stimuli. And then she used silence as the control group as it turned out, the stimuli had a very short-term neurological effect, none of which was really very lasting. But what she did find out was that two hours of silence prompted cell development in the hippocampus region of the brain, the foundation of memory involving the senses. That's really weird. That's kind of puzzling, that the total absence of input would have a profound positive effect We're always looking for the right input to stimulate growth, and yet no input seems to have a positive effect as well. Finally, the question, how do you feel when you're completely alone? Many years ago, I was hiking in the Uintas. I was by myself. I didn't have my usual trusty dog. I came up off of a trail and hiked up the side of a mountain, maybe a half mile. There was a, a kind of a shelf on the side of this valley, and I wanted to see what was up there. So I was up in a place where nobody would typically go. Maybe once a year a hunter might travel through that area. And I got up into this area and found this beautiful small meadow, maybe a 100 yards by a 100 yards. And I started to walk across it to see what was on the other side. And as I walked across the meadow, as I got to the middle of the meadow, I felt like somebody was watching me. The hair on the back of my neck stood up. I began to have that antsy feeling. You've felt it before, right? That feeling that I was being watched. I wondered if it was a wild animal or another person or or if something was above me. I looked up in the, above to see if there was a drone or a helicopter or a plane flying over. I looked for any signs. And I could see nothing. I looked around and around. I just stood there in the meadow and looked. And after about 10 minutes, over in the shadows, at the edge of the meadow, under a tree, on its haunches, sat a big bull moose. It wasn't going to bother me, and I certainly wasn't going to bother it. But it was amazing to me that I felt the moose looking at me. Now, the truth of the matter is, I didn't feel the moose looking at me. I saw that moose when I walked into the meadow, but our eyes typically pick up so much more information than we can actually process. And something in my brain was blindsiding me into saying, click, click, you've got a moose over there. Click, click, danger, warning. The gift of this quarantine, the gift of the COVID epidemic is more dark, more silence, more isolation. It's allowed us to slow down and become in touch with some of these deeper and more profound feelings. The darkness helps us see more. The silence helps us see better. The solitude helps us be more sensitive to our surroundings. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Each of our daily podcasts is designed to support you and your work at home, and we would love to hear from you. I would especially love to hear from you. I want to know what's working for you and what's not. So please email any suggestions or ideas. I've already got some really good ones to me directly at scott.hammond at usu.edu. That's scott.hammond at usu.edu. This podcast is a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. In a changing business world, one investment that's sure to pay off Big time is education, so keep learning, keep growing. Consider an online MBA from Utah State University in the Huntsman School. That's where I teach, and I absolutely love it. And I think you will find that if you take that opportunity, you will love it too, and you will find many people in a cohort that you can connect with and build an incredible social network. You can work at home and grow anywhere. I'm Scott Hammond. Hope to see you in one of our classes.